0: Oh, oh, oh! welcome to pure hustle podcast. I'm Mike. You so threw me off. So threw me off. I didn't even know we were starting. And this is Orlando and welcome to episode 103. The Christmas episode. Well, this isn't actually a Christmas episode. We have one more episode. No, we don't because our next episode lands. Well, we have an update episode later on, but our next episode lands around Christmas.
1: Exactly, so... That's our bolo episode. Right, so that will be the... Technically, that's releasing on Christmas. But we're
0: not going to be, you know... It's going to be a recap of all our bolos from episode blank to episode blank. I forget which episodes, but we'll figure it out by then. That's right. So this is... So that's our gift to you.
1: Yeah, so we're going to be going through... um, On Christmas Day, you'll be able to open up the wonderful gift of a compilation of all of our bolos neatly gift-wrapped into your ears uh, via whichever podcasting uh, platform you choose to I like use. how you
0: worded that, neatly gift-wrapped into your ears. I have never heard that in my life. That's oh, pretty good. Yeah, you heard it here first. All right. And the following Sunday, we're not doing a level-up review, and we're not doing an interview. Instead, we have another present. And this present will be highlights of our latest interviews.
1: Yeah, so we're going to go through some of our interviews, try and pick out... Now, hard part is there's like so many gold nuggets yeah, that we yeah, can pull out of work, those. Yeah, uh, But we'll, we'll probably go through and take like five to 10 minutes of each interview, some things that that we learned or things that they said that were really uh, interesting, engaging and throw that on there. So um, if you've already listened to all of our episodes and you've already heard our bolos and you've already heard our interviews, I promise you're still going to get something uh, because uh, there's a phrase that I like, which is most people don't need to be taught new things as often as they need to be reminded of what they already know. And that's one of the things that I love so much about Um, you know, even the interviews that we do or stuff like that is a lot of times, you know, these things, or you hear these things or you've heard them before, but like you just need that refresher, especially as we're coming into uh, the end of this year and we're reflecting on 2019 and, and all the ups and downs of 2019 and kind of looking forward to 2020. And one of the best ways to do that is to kind of look at or the highlights of 2019. What are some of the lessons that I took from there? The things that are are kind of keys. And what better way to go into your new year than uh, some some great insights from resellers like Craigslist Hunter and Hustle at Home Mom and and Sell Quick Ship Quick and so many great resellers that we've been able to interview um, and to have just like a, a jam packed bolos galore that you can just listen to um, so that when you start 2020, you hit that first thrift store, garage sale, or Walmart, wherever you're at, uh, you'll be able to just be like, oh, that, 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 right? So uh, hopefully you'll enjoy those. Sold it really well. Thank you. You should
0: have a a selling podcast. Well, that was really good. I'm like, I'm going to listen to our own podcast now. <laughs> I, I finally convinced you that our, our podcast
1: is worth listening to. Is yes. that what you're saying?
0: Hey, I'm the one that actually is willing to listen to the podcast after we record it. You don't listen to any of them, do you? After um, we That's true. I don't. <laughs> being real here, being real. All right. Hey, speaking of gifts though, can't let this be a Christmas episode without a gift for Mike. Oh, no. So, you know, I don't, Mike didn't bring anything, but it's all good. Oh, See, no, that's messed up. No, no, no. That's whoa, 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 whoa. messed up because I have I
1: have a gift for you for Christmas, but okay. I, I wasn't prepped okay, for it. But that. let
0: me explain something. So those of you that know me, I'm not a material guy at all. Like, I really don't, I don't care for anything really new. What I am is I, I'm a really social guy. I'm big on, and I'm saying, you know, you need to get me, you know, a gift card to the steakhouse. But I really, <laughs> I really enjoy hanging out with people. Right. So those of you that have allowed me to crash at your place while sourcing or got to meet me in person, you'll know that I have no problem picking up the tab. Now, I'm not saying, you know, that's going to be the norm, but I have no problem with it because I that's that's gifting for me. Being able to spend that time with people, that's a gift for me. As far as getting something in return, you know, like back in the day, I was super materialistic. I had all the starter jackets, I had the Allen Iversons, the Jordans and all that. And I think that was, you know, in high school and college. And then after that, I kind of just kind of grew out of it. I don't Mm. know if I grew out of it. I think it's still cool. I still like them, but I like sourcing them to resell them. So it's kind of weird. And again, there's nothing wrong with liking all the stuff. It's just, I guess I'm in a different phase in life. Yeah. We kind of become numb to
1: things. I mean, when you resell a lot, you collect things, right? Like stuff that like you, you like to keep like, oh, I, I find these things occasionally. But yeah, like. I feel like you do come become numb to just stuff and buying things for sure.
0: So, with that being said, there is something that Mike has had his eye on that I kind of we had talked about a trade at one point in time, and then today I was like, "Why do I need a trade? It's Christmas. It's the giving season." So, this guy's crazy. We're watching the podcast. I'm bringing out a gift bag, putting it on the table, and I'll like I'll let Mike do the honors. So he already
1: knows what it is. I shouldn't have said anything. So. Uh, just to be honest, like, if anybody knows me, like, this is this is this is a little bit off, not off topic. This is totally on topic. But I'm the kind of person that like, if I have a birthday party and people bring gifts, I wait till everybody leaves to open the gifts. I uh, hate opening gifts in front of people. So like, this is like the most embarrassing thing ever for me. Uh, but I, I I appreciate it, and I'm I'm super excited.
0: And this what guy, if, what here, if Mike just puts it on the side and he never shows what it is? Oh man. So this is true reselling gifting right here. This
1: is a vintage Patagonia hat that I saw on a TikTok that Orlando did. And I was like, I need that hat. And I was like, how much is that hat? And we were actually going to trade for something. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't is, need to trade. I feel like I feel like I need to take the Santa hat off and put it on right now. No, this you're is, good. This is genius, man. Thank you so much. And you know
0: it's finished. because it's not not to form like it's all
1: distorted. Oh but. no, worries, dude. This is amazing. Thank you so much. No worries. I'd, I'd give Merry you a. Hug, but we're uh, it's all good. We're, we're podcasting good. right now. So, but uh, <laughs> what hey, a good guy d- Orlando's a good guy. So yeah. you know, kind of makes me a little bit feel bad for calling him out every time he's wrong and I'm right.
0: <laughs> but uh, just a little bit. But but you know, here's the thing. This is what I love about reselling. Like, you can't get a gift like that. Just, I can't go to the store and find it. You know what I mean? That was something that I found at a bin somewhere. And, you know, I was like, somebody's going to like this hat. Did I know it was going to be Mike in the future? No, I didn't know. But, hey, what I want to share is that, hey, you as a reseller have the ability to give someone something that they couldn't get anywhere else. And that's why we succeed in Q4 as resellers.
1: I'm I'm like so genuinely like <laughs> excited about this hat. Like,
0: well, thank good. you, man. I I'm glad that. it worked out. It's a legit hat. I, I love should, that hat. Should, so you should just sit. you going just get a little The rest so of that. somebody's gonna go like, well, it's not really vintage. So wonder how much I could sell it for. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I would never I, sell. I, it. I, I, I had it. A, hey, you know what? Do what you gotta do. All right. With that, let's start this episode. Mm-hmm. So, it is the holiday season, the Christmas season, and sales are definitely kicking in. And you're feeling some of that. Yeah, man. Sales have been good. Now, the beauty of why it's kicking is not only is it Q4, but now your wife has been able to spend more time and you've been able to spend more time. So uh, what's going on? Give me a little update.
1: Yeah, I mean, man, things have been really good. Uh we've been, you know, constantly organizing sourcing. Um, I went sourcing today, which was great. So we're recording this a little early. This is a Saturday evening. Uh, did some did some it's garage sales. It's a busy sales. time. I think it's super understand. busy. Yeah. So um did went to some garage sales, did okay at some garage sales. Um, went to a couple of thrift stores and did pretty good. Um so sourcing has been great. My wife has been crushing it on on shipping. I mean, when we talk about the algorithm of like potentially No pun intended. Yeah. Um when it comes to like shipping stuff like same day, like as soon as it sells, like getting it like actually not just like printed and the label made, but actually getting it to the the UPS or whatever. Um, I mean, it seems to be working because she's getting stuff out like right nice. away. She's listing a ton of stuff. We're keeping our store high. Uh, and man, it is just it's been going good. Um, I've went through. I know I, I wanted to do some auctions. I haven't had time to actually go through and like figure out auction wise um and and start any of those. But what I did do is we're going through currently and I'm adjusting um, the the different item specifics so that way we can make a big change. Because remember when you made that big change on yes. handling time and you couldn't change back? So we're gonna be going on a trip here pretty soon and we're gonna have to change our handling time some, which isn't ideal, but
0: it's better than putting our store on vacation mode. So let me give you, can I give you an update Sure, please. So I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just dealt with this. So mm. this may help you, it may help others. So that to me is one of the major glitches that right now is hasn't been fixed, right? So again, I went through the same problem and I called eBay and they took care of it. So they took care of 90% of it. Mm. They were still listening. So in case you're wondering, I've talked about it before, but what happens is when you change your handling time and then you want to change it back and you have to bulk edit sometimes, because if sometimes it makes copies or whatever, because you send offers, whatever, If you want to change it and you try to bulk edit, what may happen is it'll tell you you need all these item specifics. So it's weird. I called eBay this last time and they were able to fix 90% of it. But then they offered me a third party tool. Hmm. It was called OptiSeller, OptiSeller.com. And they said it was free for now on the website. I don't know if it's going to be available now. I'm opening up this can of worms. But hey, they gave it to me. me. They didn't tell me not to share. So supposedly this program it's really easy. So it'll it'll run like whatever it needs to run, it'll show you everything that needs mandatory things fixed. Mm. And it's right there. Like you know how sometimes on bulk edit you have to hit a button and then you wait for it to show up, then you edit, then you save right. this one. You can do a bunch of them at one time.
1: Nice. You said that what opti seller. Opti
0: seller. So but I I'm not sure, like I, I don't I don't know if it's something you have to call eBay to have access to. I mean, you can go You can go to like, I'm going to the website right now, but it ended up helping me and I was able to fix a lot of things. And so I'm not sure if this was created after the fact and they're trying to, but they are working on things, but just be aware. And so, yes, I know we had said, was it two months ago now? It'll be fixed any moment now. Yeah. Well, that's what eBay told us. And right now it's still not fixed. And. On some of the shoes, like they wanted upper material, they wanted the color, they uh, wanted the heel height, all these kind of crazy things. Yeah. And some of those things already had on there. And they said they were going to, on the back end, put them back and they just didn't come uh. back yet. And so handling time is a big deal. You got to think about that because if you're a top rated seller and your handling time is at one business day, you're going to be in trouble. So, you know, I'm not asking you to flood eBay of phone calls, but... If if it becomes a problem, and it may help to just call con, you know, <laughs> call eBay, and if you want to eBay open, you'll have concierge, and just ask, hey, is there a way for me to fix this on the back end because it's gonna cost me lots of hours? Yeah. Okay, going back to your story.
1: Yeah, no. So that we're going through some of those items, those mandatory things of, that we need to fix, changing colors and things like that, and lengths and sizes and stuff. Uh, so we're adding some of that so that we're prepped for when we leave and when we come back. So we'd hate to be like, all right, we're going to leave two days, like our tomorrow. Let's go ahead and put our, change our handling time. And then all of a sudden have a flood of things we have to fix before we can do that. Or when we get back. And so we're trying to proactively go through and add that stuff in now, uh, since it looks like that's kind of where we're at. It's, it's been a
0: long time. Yeah. We were against it, but yeah.
1: now here's where we're at. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. So this is where we're at is what um, we're doing. So that that's good. And then the other thing that I've noticed, I'm, I'm still only like five to 10% cause I'm not, I'm only doing it here and there because it's not like a, a priority for me to get this done like in a day. I mean, I probably could do it in a day if I wanted to, uh, but we talked about on the live that remove.bg. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, and that, Which was a big hit, by the way. Yeah. People loved it on YouTube. We had on Instagram. people Have are, you it, used it yet? I haven't. I'm going to have to show you after this so you can see
1: just how fast it is. Because some programs, you have to like trace the item that you're trying to do. Like this, literally, it's almost flawless. There's a couple of items. The shadows are wrong. But I'd say 90% of the time, 95% of the time, it's you could take a picture on the floor of, of an item and it, it's a perfect cutout. Like it just does it within like seconds. Yep. So good. And uh, I've seen it
0: in action. Yeah. It, I just haven't done it myself. Yeah.
1: So it's really, it's really an awesome thing to to do. And I've noticed, uh, so I'm only about maybe five to 10% of the items in my store if I fixed the first picture, but I've had a few items sell that I've done that with. And I'm like, okay, is it because of that or not? But like I had one sweater that I've had and it, it was something special. It's like a Banana Republic sweater. And if the picture was taken, it was just like hanging on like a door frame with like a mostly white background. It was like a decent picture of one of the first items that we had listed. And it's been on my store for, you know, a year and a half now and it hasn't had any movement. And within two days of changing the background to a hundred percent white cutout, like not just like white background yeah. photo drop, but like perfect cutout. like And it's still because the picture, like it was kind of crinkled a little bit. It doesn't look perfect. But the cutout is perfect, and it's sold. And so I don't know, like if there there might be some benefit to this, like I don't know if it's just updating an item a little bit, adding an extra picture, or if just that front picture looking better caught somebody's attention as they're scrolling through sweaters. So, um you know, I, I think I think there's something to be said there. I think going forward, every picture that we take, we're just going to do the first picture. We're going to do that too automatically. Um, and and see if we have a increase in sales.
0: Well, I believe it's a win on, on two fronts. One, because it's free. Yep. And two, it's really easy. Right? And so I, I recommend people do it. I personally, I haven't had the time. That's yep. the only reason I've been too busy with Amazon. You World. can get
1: your uh, Santa's helper to do it. I could.
0: I actually, I feel bad. I basically, I told my helper, it's crunch time. I have some listings. Uh, I need these done in 24 hours. And uh, yeah, I did. It didn't happen. Mm. So I'm going to be listening to myself, but that's okay because I, that wasn't part of our original arrangement. Mm. It was kind of like, Hey, when you you're get trying to change things, the contract later, well, there's no contract, but it was kind of an understood, like mm. you can take your time when you have a chance, but right now things are hot yeah. and I, I can't wait. So I need a list, but you know, I appreciate, you know, here's the thing. I always say this all the time. There are a lot of resellers out there that aren't big on social Big on YouTube, but know their stuff really well, mm. right? and And even some that are on social media, but they don't have a big following. I'm thinking of a few right now that I learn a lot. And they really I know this sounds crazy, but they present some of the same content I do on my iG stories. And you know, i don't I'm not sure why, but, you know, they deserve more following because they have really valuable stuff. and i and I think about Mike, you've only been reselling for about a year, but you came up with a tool that, you know, some have commented they've been reselling for years and this is a game changer for them. So appreciate that. So thank you.
1: Yeah. What about you? What's new with you, man? <laughs> I'm sure. Let me let me guess. If 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 I were to imagine what Orlando would say, seems like he would say.
0: back <laughs> to our, our level of
1: review. review um, Q4 is going crazy. Sending in FBA shipments like crazy. Uh, boxing, yeah. shipping, traveling, working in hotel rooms like yes. crazy all night long. Yes, Does that sound about right? It does, but it, it, it sounds so
0: negative. No, I'm not trying to make it sound <laughs> negative. I'm but just like that. I mean, like I mean, it, you're I will going say, for it. Man. I will say that is life. So here's the interesting thing. I still feel like I haven't done enough. That I, I don't have any regrets. I am feeling weird right now because I'm done sending in major shipments. And it feels really strange. So let me, let me back up a little bit. So I had talked about in the previous podcast how this year I was being way more strategic, and I'll talk about this. We're gonna have a big our you know reflection on Q4 episode towards the end of January, just because you know I I really I know Q4 doesn't go into January, but we're still selling Q4 stuff in January. And you know, there's a couple of things. One is I didn't follow my rule of not chasing that all the hot toys. Like I chased one hot toy and right now probably losing $10 on each item and it's, it hurts. But then there are some things that it's maybe me and like two other three, two or three other people on the listing and I'm making at least 200% ROI. Wow. So now that doesn't mean it's like, you know, I'm making an item that I pay $3. I'm making like six to $9. I'm making a lot more I'm making you know There's some items I'm making 30 to 40 dollars on 50 dollars on And there's some You know there's a typical You're making 3-4 bucks on But you only paid Like 6 dollars for it Yeah and if there's velocity man I mean that still works No but it, it does feel weird right Because Here's what I want to say And I, I repeat this all the time You can't compare yourself to people You look at charts And you go like Wow like I need to get there So I'm going to give you an example So last year, I had a day where I made several K, like almost 10K, right? And it was maybe not my best, but it's pretty close. But in that 10K, I probably only made 20% of that money, Mm -hmm. right? Guess what? Over 50% of what I sold that day was at a loss. Oof. Right. It was just stuff I was trying to so like just, stop
1: loss. Or just yeah. Stop
0: out. loss, trying to blow through. So it looked really awesome. And I could have posted that on IG and go, I did this on my own. Today was a 10K day, blah, blah which isn't I've seen other people have way bigger numbers, but I'm just saying. But you know what? That that wouldn't have been real. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't legitimate. And so I, the, what I'm recognizing here with Amazon is. I even was looking at my own numbers from last year and going, "Wow, I made that much, but I didn't make that much. So I've had to check myself a few times and go, Hey, Orlando, you're having a better year. You're spending a third less than you did last year and you may end up better this year. Right. And right now I don't have any huge days, but I've had consistent good days, which in the end should add up and I should be doing a lot better than last year. So yeah, it's been a lot of, you know, shifting bolos. uh, I would say this year I've only had two items that have tanked uh, and one of them is a major purchase. So it's unfortunate. It wasn't one of the smaller purchases that tanked, yeah. uh, but it's been good. The other thing is you have to be aware that repricers kill listings. Like, so if you haven't used a repricer, the good repricers, generally, most of them, I, I don't think there's a lot of difference between them. If you think there are, let me know in the comments. They, they allow you to put your minimum number and it won't go below that minimum number. Right. And then if the item goes back above your minimum number, it'll push your price up. Mm. Well, what's happening, I'm noticing is some people aren't even paying attention. So I'll give you an example. I have one item that I was able to sell for about 150 and the cost was under 75 Somebody was selling it for $75. Completely tanking the price for everybody. You can't do anything about that. Yeah. You know, now when they sold out, it was all good. And luckily they sold out and some people got some awesome Christmas deals. Yeah. Well, anyway, so what I've been dealing with the last few weeks. Okay. It's been awesome. The reason it's been awesome is I've been able to get shipments out every day. I'm super exhausted. I went back to energy drinks, which I haven't had any energy drinks in over a decade. Yeah, I've been drinking mo- like this isn't
1: coffee. This is, this is energy drinks. Is it really? Yeah. What's last, the last episode
0: too. Really? Yep. So it's weird because last time I had energy drinks, I literally felt like I was having a heart attack.
1: Uh, they don't affect me that much. I, well, know, I, had, I mean, I know people are all like, energy drinks will kill you. But no, like, no, I don't believe just, that. It's like 200 milligrams of caffeine, which is like a strong cup of coffee. You well, that's how I had two
0: monsters back to back when I was writing my thesis. And I was a bigger guy, mm-hmm. and I'm sure all that didn't add up well. Yeah, that <laughs> at that point
1: that's a lot of caffeine.
0: Plus, they throw the other
1: stuff in there the, the stress yerba and, mate and the, all the other oh, stuff that's, that's yerba in the, mate. Yeah, all the and then the 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 white whatever willow extract and all that stuff, which basically acts the same way in your body as caffeine does. You wanna so. hear something
0: weird? I I'd grew, love to hear something. I weird. grew up drinking yerba mate. Did you? So the my parents' family of origin, uh, parents' country of origin. Uh, that's like, that was like a daily drink, Nice, but it's crazy. Cause they would drink it at nine at night. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's my wife, man. My wife will drink coffee and her mom is even worse. Uh, and I say worse in like a good way. I don't mean it's like a bad thing, but man, they, they literally can drink coffee all day long. Like after dinner, they're having coffee, like with dessert before bed, they're having coffee. It's like, Hey, I need like, it's almost bedtime. I need to, I need to wet my whistle. I'm gonna drink some coffee. And then they go to sleep. Like they're just fine. They, they
0: handle it. It was crazy. But this yerba mate, it's literally the leaves and hot water. It's, it's not like, you know. Like That's some serious
1: loose leaf tea there.
0: Oh, it was hardcore. It was like in a metal kind of cup and a metal straw. It was—it like, was, it tasted terrible. But man, did that stuff keep you up? You know what? I'm going to buy some. I'm going to put it right here. i have my yerba mate during the podcast. Because like we're recording kind of late tonight. Yep. Right? We already recorded one. Are you feeling it a little bit? Oh, yeah. I probably have bags under my
1: eyes. <laughs> But don't worry, I'm doing this I'm doing this for the gram and for the tube <laughs> for, and for the cast. How about for our listeners? That's what I mean. That's what, that's what it is. Right. It's for them. So anyways, okay. The so, migraine too, which so, is feeling better, by the way. It's not 100% better.
0: So here's some other th- insights over the last few weeks. So FBA has been incredible. You cannot beat the velocity. It's insane. So you know how I did all that merchandise fulfillment stuff? Like, you know, I, I sold all those items because I wanted to sell stuff. You know how many MF items I sold? Hmm. One. You know how many I plan on shipping out? Zero. What? So I sold one and I shipped it out and I'm done. You don't want to do anymore? No, because it's just like having eBay sales before less money. You worked so hard to get. I did.
1: Merchant fulfilled. Because i at least eligible.
0: Yeah. Here's what I, so I see. And again, if you can do it, do it. I just know for me, I think about the other day I had some nice eBay sales. Sigma, two hours to pack all the eBay stuff because I had all kinds of awkwardly shaped items that sold a lot of hard goods. But then, if you were to throw in another hundred MF orders, ooh, like that'd be crazy. Like today, let me let me see how Amazon's doing today. So right now, on Amazon, I have I have sixty eight sales so far. Right, for me to pack all sixty eight items today. And to maybe make, you know, some of these I made 30 to 40 on. Some of them I made five bucks on. Like, to me, it's just a cost benefit. You know what I mean? I'd rather list on eBay and sell something that I'm going to make 300, 400% ROI. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I just, I, I really thought this was the year of merchant field and didn't do it.
1: Happens, man. <laughs> It's this learning process, you know, but it doesn't I'll work for your method of, but I mean, if you're the kind of person who's buying a hundred of one video game and you put it up merchant fulfilled and you can ship those out and it's easy to do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, might yeah. be worth it.
0: I wanted to talk about that too. <laughs> You've reminded me of all stuff. So been getting a lot of DMs of people's accounts being deactivated huh? or being in risk of being suspension. So we'll talk about this in reflection at Q4 and but I, you know, I will throw that warning out there. Merchant fulfilled is that your metrics are at risk of being suspended or being, you know, close to being deactivated. Even more so when you do merchant fulfilled because if you don't have as many sales, your percentages won't run way lower, right? So FBA, right? Right now, I have about 150 orders over the last couple of days that need to get shipped out. If I get one person that does, let's say, an infringement or an inauth- inauth- an eh. In authenticity claim, right? The percentage isn't as high, right? If you have 150 items. Right. But let's say you only had five to 10 merchant fulfilled that day. Now, granted, you should be doing a lot more if you're at scale. Well, you're in more danger. I could see that. Right. And so I've had people, unfortunately, contact me and say, Orlando, has this happened to you? My account got deactivated. I sold some video games and they sold it from like, let's say, Target, like a reputable place. And people, for a reason, claimed it was inauthentic and their accounts been shut down. So again, Amazon drops at hammer. So that was another thing that caught me when people started messaging me. I'm like, I'm not doing Merchant on Because I remember last year, last year, I went through this problem. It was November. I was so pumped. And then somebody was not happy with the way I packaged something and it got damaged and they sent they said that I sent in a damaged item and my defect rate went up above the 1%. Oof. And the whole time I had this glaring thing on seller central saying your account is whatever, you know, in danger of being suspended. Yeah. Think about the anxiety that ran. Yeah, that's not going to be a good night's sleep. Yeah. So that's another reason I just said, I'm not going to do a math. Now, those of you that are experienced Amazon sellers more than me, and you've done MF successfully and you disagree, let me know. I want to know.
1: Yeah. And what, what are your strategies? Like how, how do you handle those things? And and what are the methods to make sure that you have successful merchant fulfilled? We'd love we'd love to hear and be able to, uh, to share. And uh, if you don't want us to share with others, then at least tell us so that we know.
0: <laughs> but here, it's okay. So I'll, I'll wrap up this update. So Amazon's been incredible. It's been fire in the sense that You know, you always know that it's going to happen, but you're like, when is it going to happen? And it's happening even right now as we speak. By the time you listen, it should be Wednesday. Probably should be a peak day. My guess is peak days are going to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm not, you know, I don't have a crystal ball in front of me, but my guess is Monday, two days ago, people are going, what? It's Christmas? And they're going to start buying because they want to make sure it gets on time. And then you have the really late people Wednesday and Friday go, Amazon Prime? you know what? I'm going to buy myself on Amazon. I don't care if I got to pay up and you're going to have a ton of sales. So that's my hope. That's my guess. But we'll share a little bit more when we talk about random stories here in a little bit. Yeah. So what do you got for random stories?
1: Well, um, so I, I, I feel like there's times where I go like almost a week without sourcing because it's just so busy. And then I feel like every time I, I go to garage sales and thrift stores, I've got great stories because I don't feel like <laughs> there's ever a time where you go where you don't you don't have something weird or interesting. No, I agree. So that's I one of the reasons that. I love sourcing I so missed much. That. Um, but anyways, today was, it's a random story and it's kind of a, a, a hustle and it's kind of a lesson learned. It's kind of all of this wrapped in one. So I go to this thrift store and I did pretty well there and one of the things that I found, I found a Nintendo 64, which is awesome, and I tested it there, and it worked. And I'm like, honestly, Nintendo 64 has been like my my white whale because I love Nintendo 64. is like my favorite console as a kid, and so uh, I've
0: been like, let's explain white whale though. Now everybody's a literature person. Uh, it's 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 the thing I've been hunting for. So it's in the story of Moby Bobby Dick, Dick, yeah, right? They're looking, they're hunting the white it's whale. It's the white whale, yeah. The elusive so, white whale.
1: Yep. And so I've I've been looking for. A Nintendo 64 just hoping like eventually I'm gonna run across one I'm gonna buy it and I'm gonna play it until it sells and I'm gonna list it high so it doesn't sell very quick right like that that's been my plan and I finally find one and I'm stoked and then I found at that same store a bundle with a Nintendo entertainment system the original from 1985 I think it is <laughs> original Nintendo with like 20 games, the gun for duck hunt, like two controllers, like had everything. And I'm like, Oh, this is, this is awesome. But they wanted a lot for it. Like they wanted like 140 bucks for this. Right.
0: Which oh, is a lot. That, that is a lot. It's a lot, a lot. There's a mark? anyways. Go
1: yeah. Ahead. The, yeah. They don't sell for that much. Um, but we already sold, like we, we lauded a bunch of, um, NES or not NES, but, uh, Nintendo games, like the original Nintendo games, um, together with some of the ones that I saw in this pack and we made like 30 bucks off of like five or six games. So I was like, okay, like I, I think okay. I can make some money on this. I want to see if it works. And so we take it to the back and we test it and it turns on kind of, but like every time we put a uh, cartridge in, like it wasn't working. And I'm thinking, all right, like it's probably needs the connections clean. Like, I think this is something I can maybe fix. And I'm, as he's testing it and trying different ones, I'm like looking up articles on how to fix a Nintendo. Right. And I'm finally like, okay, maybe I'm just not going to do it. And I asked him, I said, look, can you guys do a deal on it since it's not working? And I was able to get the store down to a hundred. He was saying the same thing. He's like, honestly, I, I clean these all the time. All you have to do is clean it. And I'm like, man, I, I almost said no, but I was like,
0: you know what? You don't want a project?
1: Yeah, I didn't want a project. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it just because my wife loves Super Mario Brothers. It's the only video game I've ever seen her play other than uh, the Mario Kart Yeah. On Nintendo. This is the only game I've ever seen her play with Super Mario Brothers. I'm like, I'm just going to get this just for, you know, hopefully it'll sell, but like she could play it and I could fix it. I spent most of my afternoon today fixing this thing.
0: Oh, that sounds painful.
1: Now let me explain some of the stuff that I did on this. First article and YouTube video I watched is just like taking it apart and taking off the, the, the 70, it's a 72 pin connector on the Nintendo. Taking it off of the motherboard and like cleaning it all out and trying to Pop some of the prongs back up and didn't work. Cleaned out the games too, right? Doesn't work. And it wasn't working. It was giving me like a red flashing light. So I'm looking up the reasons for that. And sometimes it's because those things are dirty and whatever. But then there's also, I read several different things and saw a couple of YouTube videos that there's a, I can't remember what it's called, but there's like a, a, a bypass blocking pin or something. And there's on one of the chips, it's on the motherboard, is a, a thing that was basically like what they originally used to make sure people weren't using like counterfeited video games, right? Right. Which, honestly, like, at that time, who was making
0: counterfeit cartridges of video games? Yeah, I don't remember. I remember big counterfeits with the PlayStation.
1: Yeah, PlayStation for sure, but not... But But anyways, they had this on there. It was, like, kind of their copyright protection. And it was, like, well-known that that chip and that specific pin on that chip is faulty. And that it, it goes out often on... That was, like, one of the number one complaints people had with it. And I learned how to disconnect it and ground the wire out and, like, make it so that... It sounds could, intense. So I could bypass the, that copyright protection part of that chip, which then allowed it to like fully turn on. But then I had to like, <laughs> it sounds crazy. Seriously. But I literally had to take the thing off cause I cleaned it with rubbing alcohol, the 72 pin connector, but like some of the pins were down and tried to pop them back open. And I, I, I read several articles and saw multiple people suggesting boiling that whole unit, that whole 72 pin unit for like 10 minutes. And it like brings the springiness back and cleans off gunk. And it's made with a metal that doesn't rust. So you can do that. What? So I boiled it. Really? <laughs> <I> boiled. <laughs> this is crazy. I've never heard this. Is, this is next level. Yeah. That's so I, so I boil this thing and I'm like, I might be breaking this, but whatever. Like, I'm learning, like I'm I'm playing. I, I like electronics and messing with stuff. So it's fun, but this it's frustrating so because. Intriguing. Multiple times I took the thing apart, put it back together, but then I'd like forget like one screw and so like it wouldn't fit on right. So I'd have to like undo it all or be like, I'd forget a part. So I think I unscrewed and screwed this Nintendo system multiple times, like probably like 20 times today, but finally it works, works after the boiling, after the boiling, now you had to wait for it to dry. I had off. to, I had to boil. I had to modify one of the chips. I had to, it, I have a working Nintendo. It's pretty awesome. Maybe. Maybe that could be your other side hustle, fixing people's Nintendos. Yes. Well, honestly, the reason why I, I, I like this so much is I I'm, I'm going to make some money on this. I think w- if I if I were to lot everything together, but it's not going to be a lot. Like, but you're
0: going to make money in the long term.
1: Th- that's what I think. is I think more than anything, I learned something. I learned a lot more confidence now with with use older electronics. Like I, I've already worked with some stuff. Cleaning contacts is if you've never done that. If you've never like cleaned a VCR head. of what goes wrong with most electronics is just like dirty connection. So if you buy a can of contact cleaner or if you get like an air duster to get dirt and dust out, some contact cleaner or even like a Q-tip with rubbing alcohol, 90% of problems that go on is that. Like the other 10% could be like a chip goes bad or like you have to resolder a wire or something. But a lot of times it's just connections and things that need to be cleaned, right? And so... Taking this apart, literally clipping things, cleaning things, boiling parts, doing all this stuff, gave me a little bit of confidence, a little bit more understanding of how certain electronics work. And I tell you what, the next time I am somewhere and if I ever see a Nintendo and somebody's like, it doesn't work, it does like it doesn't play any of the games. I've cleaned the games, it doesn't work, I'll offer them five bucks for it, right? Because I'm nice. I'm 80% sure that I could probably fix it. Right. Like, so to me, it's random because it was like that was not how I expected to spend my afternoon. <coughs> In fact, you texted me at one point, and I meant to get back to you, but I'm like like elbow deep in this thing. Like, I'll excuse oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah. He was asking, are we recording tonight? I'm like, oh, I'll get back to him later. And I totally <laughs> forgot to. But um, that was not how I expected. And I'm probably like, if I make $50 off of, uh, off of everything that I got, I'll be happy. If I break even, I'll be happy because I hate that I had to spend 100 bucks on something that didn't work and spent my whole afternoon. But like you said, long term, I think I've learned something and I had, I don't want to say I had fun because it's frustrating sometimes when you're in the middle of it, but in the long run, it's like, I learned something and I had fun. So, you know, it wasn't how I expected
0: my day to go, but you know, you never know as a reseller.
1: You just never know.
0: You just never know. And now I have a resource when I, when I pick up a broken Nintendo, yep. I'll I'll pay Mike, I'll, I'll pay him, I'll pay him in, uh, I don't know. We'll figure, we'll figure out a payment plan. You'll, you'll pay me in vintage <laughs> Patagonia hats. There you go. We'll figure something out. So, no. That, no, I I'll pre- do it for free for you. No problem. No, but but I appreciate that because that's one of the things that I've lost that love and feeling for. Like, I remember when I first started reselling, I so loved spending the time learning how to fix things and making money. Like, there was something about, you know, winning And then when I went full time, it became more of a time thing, right? Like I I don't have the time. I don't have, I think about every hour of my day, I think about it in dollars and cents. I know that sounds terrible, but you know. You know, when people say it's true,
1: time is money, but then you also have people say, well, time isn't money because, and there's all the reasons to not, but time is something you can exchange for money. You can't exchange money for time. Some, In some ways you can, but for the most part, Time is a resource and it's a resource you could trade for money. And yeah, if you're spending time on something that's getting you less of that return than something else,
0: then but it's there's sometimes where it doesn't matter. So for example, when we made our our reseller wrap, if you haven't had a chance to check that out, make money <laughs> every day. All the toys. All right. So that took a whole day in the middle Q4 to, to make, right? And I remember telling Mike, you know. This is how much money I'm losing every hour that we're spending on this. Right. And Mike's like, well, maybe we shouldn't do this. I'm like, no, like this is the ROI of making this is completely worth it to me. Yeah. I mean,
1: just imagine when we have grandkids and we're like, check, check this thing out I made when I was your age and they're going to love it.
0: Uh, it just it was so much fun. I hope I hope it's more than our grandkids that appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So. My story isn't as exciting as yours. My story is more so. This is what I this is what the one thing I I tell you I miss. I've not been to a thrift store in probably close to two months. Oh, when you walk in, that smell is going to hit you straight in the face. Boom. Well, I don't know if it's a great smell. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Okay. You're no longer uh, desensitized to it. Garage sales. I also haven't been to any garage sales, which today I really had to fight not to go to garage sales. I really want to go to garage sales, but. Again, I, I think about the money that I may be losing with FBA. Now, I've already sent all my major shipments. so I have some, you know, some time now that I can work on other stuff, which feels kind of weird because I feel this constant pressure to keep shipping stuff in. Mm. But here's what's, here's a few things I want to talk about FBA. So Amazon sent a notice two months ago that said, hey, if you want your stuff live for, you know, Black Friday and so on, send it by I think it was like November 6th. If you want everything to go live during Q4 peak season, which is right now, stuff needs to be sent in by December 3rd. Well, here's the thing. All that stuff doesn't become hot, like really hot till December. And so here's the issue. So it's kind of weird because Amazon sent out this notice, never sent it. So I'm kind of concerned that in future years, they may say no more FBA shipments after a certain date. They sent out a notice, I believe it was December, I think it was like December 10 or something like that. And they said, please consider sending, sending in your FBA inventory replenishments in January. Now, they weren't talking about replenishables, but when they mean replenishments, it's anything that you usually send into FBA. I'm like, huh, maybe they're struggling, right? Maybe this has become a bigger deal. And we'll talk about this in our reseller topics because we do have six days less from Black Friday to Christmas than we normally do, so maybe they're feeling that crunch. but here's what's happening. I sent in stuff on a Tuesday, and on a Wednesday it was selling. How does that happen? Yeah, I, I have a theory, okay. I have th- not
1: specifically on why that's happening, but why they would potentially want to scare people into getting their stuff sent in ahead of time yeah. is you got to think about it when they're playing the the storefront it's in their benefit to have items readily available and prices lower. Mm -hmm. Especially if they're looking at velocity, right? Like if they're thinking, if people are waiting to the last minute to send stuff in, prices are skyrocketed, customers are upset because they can't get the item for a decent price, right? So- I see what you're saying. I think ultimately, they're still gonna keep accepting shipments, especially if they're short on items, they're gonna be like, please send them in, please send them in. But they're gonna give you the stern like, yeah. And they're going to give you the stern, though, like, you know, it would have been better if you'd have sent this a month ago, right? Because what they really want is everybody to feel like, hey, if we have to we have to send in everything ahead of time, then they don't have the shortage. Then the prices don't spike up, which isn't good for resellers, but it's better for customers, right? So I think that's ultimately what they're doing. Now, if there's a shortage on items, supply and demand, people are still going to be sending it in. They're going to happily accept it and sell it for you. They just would have been happier had you have sent in 10 times the amount earlier
0: and been selling them for cheaper. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's so hard. Like I, I recognize, remember, I told you about my storage fee costs and how it's way lower this year. And part of it is being strategic. And I didn't want to play the guessing game. Last year, I played the guessing game. I thought this was going to make money. This was going to go up in price. And I lost a lot Mm. this year. I'm like, unless I know for sure, I'm going to wait. And I did. And so here's what's happened. Here's what happened. This past weekend, I'm like, all right, I think I know all the bolos. There's nothing at certain stores. And then one morning, you know, I'm, I'm with my son and I'm sourcing and I'm doing some scanning. And then I see all these brand new toys at the store. Toys I've never seen before. And it's it's nine in the morning, maybe 10. Slept in a little bit these days. And uh, I'm like, what? What is this? And I scan it and it's going for three times of what you can buy it for actually like four times. Oh man. And I'm like, what is happening? Like not now? Like, you know, this was, let's say the twelfth, what was today? Okay. I know what today is. All right. So 14th, the 14th. So seven days ago. So six days ago. So on the Sunday, so that would have been the ninth or something like that. Right. I'm like, okay, I only have three more days to send the major shipments. Amazon already sending this notice. I'm doing this. So from 9 a.m. I think until 1.30 in the morning, I sourced and I sourced and I sourced and I sourced and it was crazy. And this is what I'll say about this is why I love Q4. You don't know, like scan everything. So what ended up happening is I ended up probably picking enough on that day, probably to make anywhere from, I would say, easily clear 3K net. Right? Now you're just bragging. I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. It's one of those things that it's random because I thought I was done. And next thing you know, these toys that I never even seen before and I started scanning. And then there's another one, which I talked to you about before the podcast that was a fail a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, are you going to share it? Or no, 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 no. Cause you know, I shared this in an IG story at one point. I didn't say what it was either, but I'm like, what? People want this? And you I know don't know man. People like, are gonna... people in your mind you're trying to think of what it is but yeah, I mean who would have thought the fingerlings would oops. <laughs> oh no. Don't I wish it was fingerlings? I blew it. I'm still gated in fingerlings. But here's the thing. <laughs> I'm like, what? People are buying this right now. And uh sure now. By the time this podcast releases, the prices will have tanked because of the people who have noticed. So I'm sharing as much as I'm willing to share. But just in case it doesn't tank. uh, Yes. Just in case, because I have another item that I have controlled the buy box since the beginning of November. And I'm like, that's nice. It's really nice. It's really nice. And, and Amazon is nowhere to be found for now. Maybe by the time this podcast drops, I'm done. But this is what I'll say. There's a part of me this year that was uber tempted to join a bolo group because I think there's a lot of value in bolo groups. I really do. This is different. Okay. I did because it's, it's easier. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot less, like somebody today had messaged me say, Hey, I saw a bunch of bags in your story. Do you mind sharing with me what's in those bags? And my automatic reply was, which is true. It took a lot of work for me to figure out what those items were like hours serious hours. And so I let the person know, I'm sorry, I can't share. It took me a long time to find these. Now, the items that I've been selling this Q4 that have done really well have had no more than 10 people on the listing. If you end up in a group, it could be anywhere from, depending on the size of the group, 20, 30, 40, 100, 200 people that know you know? Yeah. That just seems like you're automatic. And you got to imagine
1: there's already other people who aren't in the group who are finding this below too.
0: Correct. Or they're sharing it with somebody else. Right. So that's why, again, it reinforced for me two things. Number one, don't chase that hot toy. Don't chase that hot toy unless you know for sure you're going to make a lot of money. Like right now there is a hot toy I did chase all through SoCal and I picked up every single one I could. And I don't think other people knew about it. And I'm going to make a lot of money. And by the time this podcast is done, I should have sold out already. But the other one whew, lost a ton of money on Oof. Okay. a ton, like, you know, more, uh, more than I care to share. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's okay. It is what it is. That's how, how Q4 rolls. The other thing is if you can, in all your power, find those bolos, that only you knew you and whatever people are on the listing know about, that's going to make you the most amount of money this Q4, right? The only other danger in it is if Amazon jumps on the listing or you get somebody with the repricer that tanks it. But anyways, I wasn't trying to brag. It just that's what happened. I was so pumped about it because I almost kind of was like done with Q4 and it reinvigorated. Is that a word? Reinvigorate? Mm -hmm. Reinvigorated me to keep sourcing and I source. Like there's no tomorrow for the next two, three days after that.
1: I, I want to know, I mean, I, we don't like share specific numbers on the episode. Just like you said at the beginning, the reason why is like, you could say you had a $40,000 day, but if you know, half of that was like losses and yeah. stuff, you know, but um, I know where you're going with this, but I would like to know like at the end, if you, when you look at, or do you look at how much you lost compared to how much you made? Because I almost wonder how many times it's almost like a gambling fallacy where you hear people say like, yeah, I won $5,000 gambling, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I spent $7,000 to make that 5,000, but it happened over like the course of months. So like you're looking at the one big win, but then there's been lots of little losses along the way. And, and what is the net, the actual net bottom line? Like, is it as high and is it worth the amount of work that you're putting in? Cause, cause I know you and I know how much work you're putting in. This isn't, this isn't like a full-time job for you right now. This is like four full-time jobs. It's like mm-hmm. you're nonstop every day at stores, you're shipping, you're packing, you're listing. And it's like, yeah, you have a $3,000 day, but then you have another day where it's like, you lose you 3,000. 3, yeah, yeah. know? So like in the end, is this the model that's working? And, and maybe it is like, cause we, you reviewed that at oh, the end of the last Q4, and then you got to kind of ask that again at the end of this Q4.
0: Super valid point, because that is something I have, I haven't shared this on the podcast, but I'm quite now, I will say I'm a lot better at what I'm doing now than I was even six months ago. And that's been through awesome people that have shared what they've done. And I've been able to learn from them. I got new tools that, you know, I was too stubborn to pick up. But that's something I definitely have to evaluate now. When we do that reflection episode, I'll share. I won't share the, the exact numbers because I'm not big on sharing direct numbers. You know, it's it's again. I always say this: this is the only world I've been in where people are like super blading about numbers. I don't. They-
1: um. Well, to an extent, but if you think of it like a business, every business that's public, their numbers are very public.
0: Correct, but we're not public. I'm not. I'm just one guy.
1: Right, but like even still, like. If, if you're looking for investors, if you're looking for anything yeah. like that, you're going to say like, here's our, oh, yeah. here's no, no, our I agree. growth or net gains. or." Oh, 100%. So, so usually it's only like, I think the reason why it feels weird is because there's, it's a, reselling as an individual is kind of like this m- weird mix between personal, which people are very private about a lot of times how much money they make or spend on things, and business, which shh, the numbers a lot of times aren't actually private. Like you keep things very out in the open for various reasons. So mm-hmm. it's just like, trying to balance those two things and recognize like, how do you, how do you mesh those
0: together? Agreed. Agreed. So we'll see because I have run, you know, for instance, the item I lost money and I got, okay. So if I'm losing this much on this item and I'm making certain profit on these items, how many, how much profit I'm going to have to make on these to cover the loss and make profit on top of it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, don't get me wrong. It's been on my mind. My hope is that that one item I lost a lot of money on is going to do better in January and then when we have that episode at the end of January I'll have good numbers for you so that is my random stories I like it alright
1: oh and I went on a road
0: trip (laughs) ( PRESIDENT) (laughs) ( fuzzy) ( harmed) (Graeme) (laughs) right. so one of the topics and this is kind of related is that I really you know oh we don't need to talk about it it was just basically I think Amazon is going live on products before they ever show up to the warehouse that's a new thing is it? It is because I've I've always seen it that like, I'm like, oh man, my stuff isn't going to sell because it's still on fulfillment center transfer. But I have, I have stuff right now that is in transfer that is selling. So maybe they have figured out some mathematical equation to know that it'll arrive by this time. We'll be able to ship it out by this time and it's going to arrive by this time. It's good stuff. Very doable. But that to me shows, shows me that Amazon... Are you,
1: is reselling news at its finest. Breaking. Is this our Here news? We go. <laughs> Boom. Doom. Doom. Pure also podcast. People on the Bring podcast is just, just they just That's removed your headphones. No, I can I can adjust the volume on it. Okay. In, in- all,
0: right, all right. I think we got the point. I think we got the point. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. All right. So here's the other thing. So this is I kind of wanted to share this on the live. Do we talk about that? The fact that there's six days less from Black Friday to now. Yeah, there's six fewer
1: days between um, when we had Black Friday and and when Christmas is, and and that's where like even even as a teacher, like I felt that right. Like there's this long period with no break, and then there was break, and then it's like two weeks of instruction, and then break again, and it's like that's not normal. Like usually there's like a three week period in there, and the same thing with selling. And I think I think it's catching a lot of people off guard. And we've talked about that with reselling in the sense that. I think some people wait to the last minute anyways to shop. And I think this is making people like subconsciously, they think they have more time before Christmas. And so people aren't buying, and especially in a world where Amazon has created this, like I can just get it. I'll buy it today. And it's in my mailbox tomorrow, two days at most. Right. And so people are waiting longer and longer to buy. Even that Amazon actually can't keep up that fast. Right. Like those one day, two day shipments are actually turning into three, four, five day shipments because of how busy things are getting. But I think that is encouraging the sense that there will be more purchases coming in the next week or two. I've noticed that eBay has been picking up a lot Mm -hmm. and I'm assuming that more people are thinking eBay as slower shipping. Um, I think that's still in a lot of people's mind that eBay takes longer. Um, My wife was just talking to me about this. We've been telling so many of our friends about eBay since we do it. And more of our friends have been trying to buy stuff on eBay because we're like, yeah, just buy it on eBay. It's cheaper. And, um, we've had so many people say like, yeah, I bought something on eBay and it like came in like just a couple of days. Like, I can't believe how fast it was. And so I think eBay might've spiked a little earlier because people who are going to buy on eBay probably thought they had to buy earlier. Whereas Amazon, you, you're probably going to have your big wave of, of purchases closer as opposed to, you know, in the past.
0: But the thing is, here's, here's my, here's my concern. My concern is, is that I think we're going to get flooded. Like I think right now, Wednesday, I think is going to be a peak day. As, as you're listening to a podcast, whether you're on Amazon or on eBay, I think all kinds of people are going to be like, we're only days away. We need to buy stuff. But I, I also am super concerned about deliveries of items. Because I've already had, I have one hat right now. It's supposed to go to Maryland. I've had a Gucci hat, by the way. It's supposed to go to Maryland. It's in Guam right now. Yeah, I saw that on the Insta. That was crazy. Isn't that crazy? That and awesome. I looked, and when I looked, it was going to its next facility. So, did it go all the way? So, one of the West Coast, so it would have gone to Guam, right? Would have gone uh, more west to eventually go to the other side of the US? Is it my geography off? I don't know, man. That's not my <laughs> strong point. All right. Okay.
1: All right. I'm just wondering because I'm like, isn't, isn't the world flat? With like a dome. We
0: are not. We are not. Oh, yeah. That was a couple
1: episodes ago. Sorry about that.
0: <laughs> but uh, so I I wonder about that. I'm concerned about that because, you know, I've also gotten a lot of Amazon stuff that people return shipping addresses unavailable or fulfillment promise was not met. So, hey, let, let's see where this hat is right now. I'm looking it up right now. Yep. was in Guam two days ago and it's in transit to the next facility. I wonder where that is. No idea. It doesn't even tell me. It's going to to Pakistan
1: and then it's going to go to Italy and then it's going to go to Russia and then it's going to go to Alaska and then eventually back to California and just, then where it needs to go.
0: I just, I'm I'm just kind of lost. So that's my other concern. The other one is, you know, if you have items that are time sensitive, I would definitely make sure that I'm not saying do it in your listing. And eBay, we're already doing, I don't know if you've seen this on eBay, but on eBay, it'll say arrives before Christmas or arrives at Christmas. Right. You have to make sure you ship same day. Mm. Like to me right now, Wednesday, if you get things sold, you have to. And what I've done, actually, I did this a few days ago. I changed my handling time. That was the big fiasco all to same day handling. And here's the tip. And I'm not saying this is going to, you know, hundred percent, you know, change your reselling world, but what I did is in my offer, I put, hey, you know, sending a lower offer, blah, 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 to, interested, to all interested buyers. I will ship same day and on Saturday if payment is received before 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mm. And guess what? Every single person that accepted the offer paid right away. Interesting. Right? Because they know they're going to get it. Yeah, so, they want it. Especially at this point in time. So, again, make sure you're shipping the day off because you never know what will happen. So yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at a world map right now. Just, I I know this, but I just want to make sure. So hey, here's they, the history guy. Doesn't history and geography go pretty hand in they hand? They do. No, they do. So Maryland. So uh, my guess is it either went to Guam and it's going to go over Asia through Europe and then eventually get back to Maryland.
1: Or I, I think it just went to the wrong place and it's going to be <laughs> routed back
0: here. No, that's my guess. But how is it? How crazy is that? It is a sweet hat too. Yeah, that—that's yeah. what—that's—that's the one thing I, I don't like. Like I had a Lionel trains piece. I shared this that broke, not replaceable. I, I had a box. Should I admit this? I accidentally switched labels and I sent the wrong box to the wrong place. Was it the uh, no the cooler and the shoes no. and the other shoes? No, this is no. So did I tell you I found out what happened? Did I share this in the last podcast? I think so. Like somehow my computer and my printer aren't communicating. Ooh. And what ended up happening was it double printed a label that one time. And I know that because this last time, that's what happened. Mm. It printed a label twice. And then when I started going through, I'm like, wait, this isn't going to this person. I went through it and sure enough, it was it was one off. Are you using your, uh, my your laser thermal printer? printer? No, I'm not using my thermal printer. Oh, man. So Maybe, but anyways, uh... I fixed that. Unfortunately, these were two 12 by 6 by 6 boxes. And they looked exactly alike and they weighed the same and true. So one person is sending me back the one item and the other person I'm asking them to put light lease in the back, please. But That's reality. No, that's basically what it is. All right. The other item. So, Hey, we talked about eBay, you know, how they sold off StubHub and they have all this money and you know, hopefully though they're going to fix things and make things better. Well, they made something better. It's not going to help us, but if you're selling auto parts or vehicles, the eBay Motors app is back. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah, you remember that app? No, I know what, what it is. Well, I, I
1: didn't use it before, so I don't like, have a memory
0: of it. But it's kind of cool. So I know one of, at uh, Road Resale, I think they they sell auto parts, so they probably know about this intimately. If you're listening, by the way, what's up, guys? What's up? So this is pretty cool. So this, you have pictures And the algorithm will automatically categorize your pictures on their exterior, interior, nice, and like automatically. And if you take a picture of the license plate, it'll fill in all the info for that vehicle. Nice. And I'm like, like okay, if eBay is doing that with eBay motors, I'm wondering what's hopefully coming up ahead for us that are selling clothing and selling, you know, other goods. Cause maybe it'll have the ability, you know, based on how a shirt looks, it could fill in like reverse print or on a shoe, it could put hiking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe we'll be able to list faster. That'd be nice. I so, mean,
1: honestly, like photographers use what's called a gray card or grayscale card. And I think it's like 13% gray or something like that. I could be off on the exact number. But there's a specific like shade of gray that's used by cameras in order to help it determine what perfect white is. Because uh, a lot of times white balance, it picks something in the room that it thinks is white and it adjusts all the color accordingly.
0: Oh yeah, I remember you talking about this at one point.
1: Um, and so with a gray card, you pick a certain scale of gray. And the reason you use gray is because it, the camera can easily tell because whites look different. Whereas this specific shade of gray, like the camera can tell this is gray under this under any lighting. So no matter what lighting it's under, it's going to adjust it so that it it's the way human eyes see that color of gray, which then adjusts every other color in the spectrum to match it. So I I can imagine they could do something where they, eBay has like a printable thing or a card that you can buy that you just put in the picture with stuff. And then yeah, it should be able to tell like exactly what color it is, right? And if it's, yeah, uh, oh, go ahead, do they already have that? No, but I just want to
0: read what it said.
1: We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode.
0: It said there are a couple of different features that eBay claims will help you list a car in minutes. You start by taking this is by from the verge. You start by taking a photo of your license plate after which the app automatically pulls in basic information about your car like its make, model and VIN. Then you can upload photos and videos of your vehicle. So now there's going to be videos and listings too. Nice. Which I can't wait. I ho- I eBay should be able to do this by now, so hopefully soon. We still don't have the beta white background, but it's okay. Um and videos of your vehicle directly from the app and eBay's algorithms Will automatically sort them into categories like exterior, interior, and drivetrain slash engine. There's no algorithm. <laughs> but here, in that to me, that's pretty awesome. Like what if, you know, with all these item specifics, the algor- they have an algorithm for, you know, goods, and then based on the picture, they can like sort out like here's this there's short sleeve. Like you don't have to put in the item specifics at their short sleeve because the picture already shows that. Or that they're long sleeve. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. So EB, if you're listening and you haven't thought about this, which I'm sure you have because you have an awesome development team, this would be great to bring over onto the I think the, the dangerous thing, side. I think the dangerous thing though is like, it
1: needs to be, people would have to be really careful because what if it messes up? Like any computer program it's going to make mistakes. Yeah, but
0: you can always, you should always double check your work.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like if you're taking pictures and you're assuming that it's right, but then you come to find out like this clearly short sleeve shirt, like they selected long sleeve and you didn't double, like go through. Yeah. Like people are going to complain about that. Like, Hey, like I sold this, I got a return. Like this isn't my fault. Like eBay is the one that, so I think it'd be great, but I think it's going to like, like anything that'd be a can of bugs that are just going to be like, I don't know. People
0: are going to complain for a while. I'm just, to me, it's just, it would be an awesome solution to the item specifics. Because right, right now, that's, that's that's so much time I wasted doing that. Yeah, and I, item specific. So are rough. Be real. I've been listening on Poshmark. Do you hear what I just said? Are you liking it? Are you making any so, sales? Uh, I did. I sold something that I already sold on eBay. Orlando. All right, but, uh, but here's the deal. It was so fast. Yeah. It was so fast. I it Seriously, I didn't have to put in any item specifics, all I had to put was the style. I mean, the size, the style, whether it was new with tags, yep. I forget what else is on there and that's it. Yeah. it's it, It's the less is more strategy. I mean, cause like we talked about,
1: like remember back when the old school eBay ads, like people literally put like a flyer with like, it was like a newsletter with like all kinds of pictures and extra stuff and description. Oh yeah, the and, like, HTML stuff. Like yeah. it was like intense, the amount of stuff people would put into a listing and now it's kind of like less is more, right? And I get that, like, it's being able to filter for all those things. But usually when I'm searching for something, like, for instance, if I'm searching for pants, I bought pants on eBay before. I'm going to type in whatever, lucky brand, 32 waist, 32 long. Like, that's it. Like, maybe there's a something else. Like, there's a few specifics I'm putting in. But when you think about, like, the number of specifics per item and the chances of somebody, like, in my mind, like, I'm looking for Nike um, shoes and I'm going to actually filter out 12 different filters. It just doesn't seem realistic to me. And that's where I think Poshmark has the win of less is more, right? And people are just going to look for size and they're just going to scroll through quickly. Like, Ooh, I like that one. I like that one. And let the picture tell the, the story. No,
0: I, I agree. And I, you know, it was like, huh. And these were items I didn't want to cross post. These were items I just directly wanted to just leave on Poshmark. So, we'll see how it goes. I'll have an update because I plan on putting more on there. So, and then I, do, you. I do plan on doing a lot more cross posting now that things are slowing down and using those different apps and having a couple of those individuals that are behind those apps on our podcast for an interview. So, that'd be great. All right. Next. So, I, the Atlantic, the Atlantic, have you ever read articles in the Atlantic? Uh, not often. Okay. But they're like mega articles usually. Like it's not something you can like just read in like a minute. It's usually multi, you know, paragraph. There's a lot of content, but the, I thought they had a pretty interesting article and their article was more towards buyers. Uh, It's titled stop believing in free shipping. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, it relates to sellers. And so, you know, the subtitle was how retailers hide the cost of delivery and why they're such suckers for their employees. And and what it did is it, it it went through like an in-depth study. It, it was looking at Etsy and Etsy was very clear. And eBay has been clear that free shipping will get you higher in the search based on the algorithm.
1: Right. So you just raise the price for of item off free shipping.
0: Correct. Well, that's what they're saying. So, but it was interesting because I didn't, you know, sometimes we question like, is this, what is this all based on? Right. Is it really real behavior? And I'm, I've always been a believer that, Yes, it is it is based obviously on some kind of research that companies don't make moves just on anecdotal evidence, right? So let me read this real quick. So they're talking about an individual. I I don't know if I pronounced this right, Michella or Michella on Etsy. Uh and she took a job and she she ended up deciding to stay home, right, to watch her grandkids. So she said everything was coming along nicely. She's talking about Etsy. Until last summer when the site began implementing a new search algorithm that gives priority to sellers who guarantee free shipping. Those who charge even a few dollars, like Miss Ellie, were removed from their spots on the first page of search results. In August, Miss Ellie's revenue was down 40% from the previous year. Huge dip that she blames on the free shipping finagling, right? So we've always talked about like, hey, when eBay or other platforms talk about free shipping, is that legit? And we've always said yes, right?
1: So just to just to qualify, yeah. They of course the platform, in my opinion, and I think from what we've seen from evidence, the platform is clearly favoring people with free shipping. Now, the reality is, and like we've also talked about, there's no such thing as free shipping. So right. that price is being negotiated into the bottom line. Like the best way to look at it is you could sell an item for twenty dollars with five dollar shipping or you can sell it for $25 free shipping. It's the same,
0: same thing. But so they answered this in the article. I thought this was fascinating. So I'm going to share. I know I'm not a big fan of reading stuff to people, but I think this needs, needs to be read. So free shipping is enticing, says Ravi Dar, the director of Yale's Center for Customer Insights. Sounds so official. Because shoppers irrationally hate to pay for certain services, even those that they value immensely, such as speedy and reliable delivery. This demonstrates the economic principles known as pain of pain. I didn't even know that they existed. A psychological discomfort that keeps people from completing purchases. Wow. Certain factors seem to sharpen the pain. Using cash rather than credit cards typically hurts more because paper money must be physically relinquished. Yep. That's true. I remember yep. when I went through my whole Dave Ramsey thing, I definitely agree with that. Higher charges for convenience, such as the jacked up price for a soda in a hotel mini bar or Closer parking at a sporting event usually rankle too. Printer ink and hotel Wi-Fi torment because they're means to the end that consumers feel they've we've already paid to each. You bought the printer, of course, you need to print things. You booked the hotel, of course, you need to check your email during your stay. Blah blah blah. But here's what they say about paying for shipping: paying for shipping is a two for one pain deal. Not only are you confronted with the actual cost of your convenience but you're being asked to pay extra for a store to fork over over items you've already laid money out for. And then he goes, the reaction to free shipping goes beyond the normal way of looking at cost and benefit. Dar explains a 20% discount, which would add up to the same $5 or $8 at shipping costs. That's not as effective as giving free shipping. Yeah. So it's a psychological thing. It's marketing. Yeah. In general, Dar says shoppers are even willing to pay more. More yep. overall for the same goods, if there isn't a separate shipping charge, what bothers them the most is a nickel and dime feeling, not the total amount of the tab.
1: Yeah, I think I think that was
0: fascinating to me. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I, I feel like we've been in a lot of ways saying that from the very beginning. It's a psychological thing. Like it's the same in some ways, the psychological thing of like charging more for an item. Like people think that like, hey, this must be a more premium item if mm-hmm. it's if it costs more. In the same way, people like the look of free shipping, and I admit, like I'm guilty of this. There's, there's a certain item, and and Etsy's the great example of that because I almost, for the first time ever, I bought my wife things on Etsy before as gifts, but for the first time ever, I almost bought something for myself on Etsy. Wow. There's a uh, pieces for a board game, like like custom pieces that people make with like That's 3D cool. printers and like, um, laser cutting like uh, acrylics and stuff. It's like really neat stuff, and they. They're pretty decently priced, but they wanted shipping on each item. And they had, like, per store, like, 20, you're $22 away from free shipping in this store. So, like, you had to, like, get a certain amount to get free shipping. Otherwise, I was going to have to pay, like, $340. So, I almost went in and bought more stuff. Then I was like, oh, and then I checked Amazon, and the same types of items on Amazon cost more money, but were prime. And I almost bought them prime because, like, I'm just going to get it prime because it's the, I've already got the account. I've already got, even though it would have been less to buy it with the shipping. And I I, I didn't, I haven't bought it yet. I'm going to buy it on Etsy because I'm, I'm I'm going to get the cheapest deal because that's the way I think. But I can see that initial reaction of like, I don't want to spend, I've gotten so used to not paying for shipping. I don't want to pay for shipping.
0: I agree. I just, you know, and again, I know some people that sell all kinds of stuff and they make a lot of money and they charge shipping on everything. I just wanted to share this story because number one, I thought it was fascinating. <laughs> Number two, it's just something to think about. I I still do free shipping on anything that is first class. I will tell you, it costs me. You know, I am losing money compared to before, where before, you know, first class would cost you at the most, maybe four bucks, maybe upper threes. Now it's like five something. You might as well just send the priority at that, Mm. you know? So, but just something to be aware of. And I definitely, you know, a lot of people are upset because, you know, eBay and Amazon and all these companies are, Free shipping, free returns, but it's just the industry standard, right? And to be competitive, sometimes that's the route you got to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's nothing we could do about it. <laughs> that's so nihilistic. All right. Okay. It's the world we live in. All right. How about this one? And I'm going to say the story that shall not be named because I think it makes for a better story. Do you hear about the guns and goodwill story? Huh? So uh, this I don't know if this no, this is gonna bring value. I'm gonna spin it so it brings value. So what ended up happening, I'm trying to find I can't find the story. All right, so, at a goodwill, somebody had bought a bouncer, baby bouncers, new and sealed, right? You found some new and sealed stuff, uh-huh. right and and so they bought it for a baby shower, and they you know, they gifted this item, and they're like, hey, you know, this is, we're so excited. We're glad we gave this to them. So they opened it. And instead of being the bouncer, it was a loaded semi-automatic rifle inside. Oh! Now, I thought this was fake news. Like, uh, Diego, I flip while you sleep, sent me the story. And I'm like, dude, this is not real. Like, this has not happened. But it sure did. Like, the police had to investigate it. Yeah, it, that's for sure. How
1: some Like, that. those are being smuggled in. There's no way they would have that set up in a in a toy box otherwise. No, I know, but firearms are are not cheap. So people didn't like this person didn't accidentally put their firearm somewhere.
0: <laughs> no, I know. And, and the crazy thing is, after the police inspected it and found that there's no felonies or any crime site to it, the, the people the, the people are allowed to keep it. So obviously, it's and not California. It. Yeah, it's not California. For yeah, sure. California. We probably would have got it arrested. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Anyways, for another time. All right. So. Crazy story. This is kind of the story that happened months ago. That somebody found a grenade in one of the bins. Oh, did you ever hear about that? Uh-huh. So luckily, the pin was still in it. Obviously, and no it, was it, it was alive. It was alive. it was a live grenade. Hey, someone's like, "This is a cool toy." Hey, I've always said the bins. The bins are crazy. Bins are crazy. It's like a war zone in there. It no, it really is. It depends where you're at though. I watched a YouTube video today that somebody was able to shoot a whole YouTube inside the Goodwill bins and no one got angry. And everyone's being polite. And Man, you know. when I pulled up my phone in San Diego, I thought I was going to make it out alive. So, all right. So here's, here's the turnaround value in all this. So FBA, right? Or even eBay. Sometimes we find new items that are sealed. You always have to be careful with that stuff. Like, I remember back in the day, I sent in whatever I found sealed at a thrift store to FBA, or I would list it right away. Now, if it's a sealed, like, board game or... Right? But if it's, like, a baby bouncer, I'm pretty sure it was tape sealed. Yeah, that's not sealed then.
1: I mean, that's sealed if you're buying, like, hey, you're buying a box you didn't But open there's it. no plastic wrap around yeah, it. Yeah, but, but even still, that's what I was imagining when you... Like, when I think of the idea of, like, a sealed item with a, a firearm inside of it, I'm thinking, like somebody's shipping hundreds of board games, and inside these sealed board games are actually like a cutout for like a handgun, right? Like that's what it, I'm envisioning. <laughs> but so was this just like somebody like stuck the the yeah. a weapon in? Yeah, they just threw it in. But there. It, it looks like it's in, in like no, no, it looks foam like look a styrofoam. No, it's not. It's oh, just what they put
0: on top of see, but here's the box. So, so if they just threw it in there, that's so bizarre. Isn't it, Isn't it crazy. That's why I thought it was in a real story, but. After investigating some more, it was a real story. That's, that's an, in, that is interesting. I mean, I mean, well, I'm, I'm not going to say any more about that. There we go. Okay. Wait. Okay. Here's the other thing. I, did, I shared the story on a podcast one time. One time I went to a thrift store and there were sealed board games, like all over the place. Like I thought this was like reselling heaven, but then I, and then I started shaking the boxes a little bit and you know how board games usually stuff doesn't move around. Right. Right. Unless it's been opened. or yep. And then I noticed there's a lot of movement in some of these. I'm like, this is too good to be true. And here's the crazy thing. I saw another YouTuber, Resell Rabbit. It's it's in one of his videos. I think it's when he goes to San Diego. He goes to a certain store and he finds Seal Games. One day, Riso Rabbit, if you ever catch this podcast, we want you on the podcast. I've been trying to get a hold of him. But, you know, he's a busy man. So I'm like, I scored the mother load, like and then I went to, I thought this is too good to be true. I went to one of the associates and I went, Hey, just wondering, are these really brand new sealed games? And they said, no, actually they're. we just make sure they're complete. And then we have a machine in the back and we seal them. Can you imagine had I sent in all that stuff to FBA and all the people possibly that would have opened them and said, this is used. What is this? It would just would have been bad. So, just gotta be careful about that new sealed stuff in thrift stores. Yep, that's the value. All right. Hey, and uh, one more thing. So, we already talked about shipping, but if you're kind of wondering, you know, Amazon is serious. So, Amazon—I shared this with Mike today. On Christmas Eve, they're accepting same-day orders on some things until 9:30 a.m. of that day. It's intense. So that's good customer service right there. That is great because if, if it makes it on time. But here's the thing. I really think the peak of Q4 is going to go longer than normal. Usually by like the 20th things die. It's very possible that by the 22nd, we're still kicking in sales. So I'm not saying go and send more FBA shipments in, but maybe do some merchant fulfilled. Send them in. And then on eBay, like for I am listing like there's no tomorrow. Like two, two days, I already have planned out two days from now. I'm spending the whole day listing all kinds of eBay inventory because I really think there's going to be a rush. We'll find out at the next update and see if things change. I like it. So that's our topics. All right, are we ready for? Ba-ba-ba-bola! I love that sound. Thank you. It's a good sound. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you, California Supreme Vintage. Yeah, for sharing with us.
1: Yeah, if you guys want to, if you guys would like to hear your voice on Pure Hustle Podcast, just call in with anything. Uh, we'd love to play your call or uh, if you want to send us in some uh, some extra soundboard sounds, hey, we'd love to potentially get that on there.
0: We need to talk about that real quick. Even Didn't we, we already do it? do it? No, we we did it on the other podcast we recorded. Oh, uh-huh, okay. If you haven't been following us yet on social media, we are Pure So Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And uh, you know we're also on Twitter. We are Pure So Cast. If you haven't given us a call yet, you can always give us a call. Leave a sound for us. 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. You could also shoot us an email. I was looking for Mike to do this. He always does this. Shakes his hand on the podcast like his phone call. Can you do an email one? You can always email us at podcast at gmail.com. That's at gmail.com. <laughs> Did you say call me? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then, hey, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you haven't caught us on YouTube. We're randomly dropping content. We actually have some big things that we're planning for 2020. So, yeah. hey, hit that subscribe button and that bell notification to know when things happen. And last of all, if you ever want to say thank you, there's always a PayPal donation link on the bottom just to express your gratitude. Really appreciate all of you. And I haven't talked this over with Mike, but we're going to do a restock on the shirts. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Because we, like we feel bad. We feel like the shirts should have been available for people to buy for Christmas because some people were asking about it. We should us. have had some Christmas themed ones. Yeah, maybe, but we have some good ones planned. Nice. I don't know, but so, we'll,
1: hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but here's our number. Call us, maybe. You like that? See how Can I, we edit that with the music in
0: there? Just, just remove. No, no, not. Are you saying edit, edit it Like, out? like could <laughs> I'm just messing. Anyways, I, I, I appreciate Mike's humor. I uh, I actually
1: when I was teaching high school still I taught uh I taught the kids Iambic Pentameter with Taylor Swift's I Know You Were Trouble song. So I would sing it for them and I would always make a big deal like Oh my goodness. I'm not gonna sing it. And then they'd they'd like bag and bag and bag. And then so I'd like full on
0: sing it and then they'd like cheer. It was great. Right. Another thing that I never would have expected Mike does. And I actually was Mike's supervisor. That's yeah, man, thing. that's the crazy thing. is
1: you, I didn't know this side of You, you observed me once a year, and the rest of the time, I was free to do whatever I wanted. Facts. Facts. All right. As long as the kids pass, right? As long as they're getting good grades and learning stuff.
0: <laughs> as long as they pass. Well, as long as they're doing the work. Yeah. No. But it's all good. I know, Mike. Mike is a, Mike is a man of character. Hey, also, hey, I want to say thank you, and Mike wants to say thank you, too, for all the reviews. I'm just checking out where we're at. You think we're at 200?
1: I think we're almost at 200. We're
0: at 199. Oh, be so. our
1: 200th reviewer, please. Yeah. Do it, <laughs> please do it. We're we're probably at 200 by the time this releases. Hey, but but be our 200 and whatever. I appreciate the latest one.
0: It was Bolo Podcast was the title, and they just said, "Be on the lookout for this podcast." Thank you, Jet One Forty Eight. Thank you. That was really appreciated. That's that. nice. So, anyways, all right. Let's talk about Bolo's now. Bolo. All right, so what is your bolo? Um,
1: so I talked about board games last week, and this time I'm going to talk about them again, but this time I'm going to be specific about two board games that I picked up today uh, that are they are good because I've seen one of them before. Uh, I picked one of them up before. Another one I've never seen before, but I got two of them at one stop. So oh, wow, um, it's one of those things where sometimes you see old games, and it's like they're just not worth anything, and you got to do research. But I found two of them that are consistently selling pretty high, and so I wanted to... Uh, give those names. That way people can be on the lookout for them. Let me pull up my search. By the way, what was that website again? Uh, to find out about board games? Boardgamegeek.com. Okay. Um, they have... They call it their hotness list. And it's like the top 100 games. And those are going to be all of like the current new niche board games. So you're not going to get any like vintage stuff there. But I, if you look through like a handful of them, you'll get an idea because... Or even... That's going to give you the best of like the really, really niche stuff. And you'd be surprised. Like, so many of those games, like if you look at like board game number one and board game number two, most of those aren't selling on Amazon. Like, you can only get them on eBay or like random hole in the wall stores. Like, they're not put out like crazy. So, if you find one, it's worth picking up because they sell for a lot on eBay. Because oftentimes it's the only way people are getting their hands on these types of games. So, um, but anyways, old games, this one, one of them was from, I think, 1960. 1963 was called uh, it was Whitman's or Whitman is the name of the company that made it and it was the stock market game and I picked up one of these I picked up one of these before um, and they sell consistently for about $60 I paid $2 for it nice Uh, so it's one of those things like it's just an old game and I think it's one of those if it's at a thrift store people are going to look over it and be like yeah it doesn't look like a game I want to play oh look Uno right and they'll buy Uno for themselves and if you're a reseller you're looking for the more fancy games But sometimes those really, really old games, even for pieces, like I'm just looking right now, here's one where it's just some replacement money from the game and it's not even all the pieces and that sold for 15 bucks. So, you know, even if you're getting old games like this for parts, you're often going to do well on them. And the other game that I picked up today, I picked up two of these uh, is the winning ticket game home lottery or the winning ticket. Let me actually that's how I searched it let me see what it's actually called It's called the winning ticket the great home lottery game that's 1977 so anytime you see games from the 60s or 70s it's worth looking at because they they had some weird stuff back then a lot of the games are overly complicated really not that fun to play um and but I think there's like that nostalgia there where people see them and they remember playing them with their grandparents or their parents and they buy them or They have a copy that they occasionally play for Christmas or whatever, and it's missing some pieces. And so um, now's the time, I say, to be on the lookout for board games. I've been doing really well on board games and puzzles, and the Bolo is those two specifically, but any vintage board game is worth looking up.
0: I think that's great. I Again, what I want to say about this is that you and I, like when we started, I think you, you try to pick up a lot of, well, no, you didn't. You picked up a lot, you did. You picked up a lot of some of the same things I did, but you from day one, right? We always talk about the Doug decoys, mm. right? It's kind of like an ongoing thing with Purcell Podcast. We get tagged on Instagram whenever people find Doug decoys, but yeah. Hashtag duck decoy. But Mike has learned certain niches that Doug I have life. I haven't even touched and niches that he enjoys, right? So I'm a big Harley guy. I don't even drive a Harley, but I love Harley stuff. I love picking it up. I can tell you, you know, what's vintage, what's not. I'm not an expert by any means, but I've sold a ton that I, I think I have a pretty good knowledge base and, you know, Carhartt and stuff like that. But Mike really hasn't delved into any of those. He'll pick them up because, you know, there's money. I've got some Harley boots, but I don't really enjoy listing them, searching for them,
1: haggling for them.
0: Yeah. Where I'm the other. Bro. So I just want to encourage you that part of the bolo is. Find the niche you really enjoy because I th- I think you'll be more willing to resell those items and you're definitely going to improve your profit margins because if I looked at the game that Mike just looked at and I've been to the same store, I would not have picked it up. I would I would have been like, why am I getting messed with that? It's a lot of work. I don't even know what that is. All right. So my bolo, I, you know, I always worry that I'm repeating a bolo. You ever have that that fear?
1: Yeah, we're gonna find out when we do our bolo compilation how many times we repeated bolo's. Okay, we're gonna have people be like,
0: "What? You said that three times in a row?" They're gonna say it in that high voice. Yeah, three okay. times. <laughs> okay, all right. Anyways, let's move on. Three times right. in a row. That's really high. Okay. Wow. I think it's, it's getting late. It's late. It's late. All it's right. So, late. so my bolo is military hats. So let me explain what I mean. I don't mean like uniform hats. I mean like uh snapback hats that have like a certain squad or a certain ship that people are on. And the reason I say is this, is that those are consistent sellers for me and they're not big money. Sometimes I'll sell them for 40 to 50. Sometimes I'll sell them for 20 to 25 and they're, they're usually overlooked. Like a lot of people don't think much of it and they just, you know, they don't pick them up because they don't think, you know, they think that starter hats money, which is true, or they think this other hat. But when they look at these hats, They're generally not sold by a big company. Sometimes like Eagle Crest is the main one I see, but that, you know, who knows what Eagle Crest is, right? Unless maybe you're in the military, you know, but I'll give you an example. So two of the recent ones I sold, so I sold one, it was an operation desert storm, uh, hat. And all it said was operation desert storm and it had the Eagle on there and it sold for $25, probably picked it up for, I want to say 10 cents. Okay. I sold, uh, another one that was like the USS Ronald Reagan. I think I said that right. And that sold, you know, for about 30 bucks, right? I've sold plenty of those. So it's it's usually like a squadron or it's some kind of, you know, some kind of ship or whatever it is that brings people together, whether it's Air Force, whether it's Navy. And people want those for memories, right? Because they're, they're a part of something. And so just something to take a look. And it's been pretty awesome because I've had people contact me and say, hey, I'm so glad you found this hat. I was looking for a hat just like this to, you know, complete my other hats. Or I was part of this. I fought in this war and I really want to wear that hat. Thank you so much. And so, you know, keep an eye for those hats. Don't dismiss them. Do your research, but be aware that sometimes there may not be any comps like this Desert Storm hat that I sold. There were absolutely no comps about it. It was just, you know, I just no comps about it. I like (laughs) that. That should be a shirt. No comps about it. (laughs) It should be a shirt, but there really, there really wasn't. And so to me, it's, I always like those bolos that people overlook. Like it could be 11 o'clock in the morning at a garage sale and everybody went after the really easy ones and this one they didn't go after. Now I'm not going to say that this is going to be a quick sale. You may be sitting on it for a while. And here's the other thing I want to add to it. If it's worn, Generally, no one cares unless it's like destroyed. So, for instance, right now, I have one that I'm pretty sure is going to sell pretty quick. It's a Wolfpack. It says Wolfpack hat. It's a Navy helicopter anti-submarine squadron that people were a part of. And I'm pretty sure by the time we do another update episode, I'll share about how this sold. Just because I haven't seen it anymore. It's unique. and Maybe one of the listeners is going to pick it up right now. But anyways, be on the lookout for those hats. And that's my bolo. I like it.
1: All right. So what are you looking forward to here? Um, I'm looking forward to, well, I mean, since this is our last update episode before um, the new year, uh, we're going to have um, a new year episode, which is going to be, awesome, gonna be and, awesome. And our Bolo episode that's going to come out. Uh, but I'm looking forward to time off of work and then traveling. I'm going to be going and visiting uh, my mom in Colorado and we're driving. And one of the reasons we're driving is because flying is very expensive. Uh, last minute. And we kind of decided to do this last minute. Uh, and we are going to stop at some thrift stores. Nice. We're planning in Utah on the way back. Uh, and part of the reason is we've seen a lot of people who are in Utah and we see their thrift stores and just the types of stuff that's there, um, primarily because of you know hiking and the types of stuff that happen in Utah, um, their stores just have different different inventory and maybe we can hit up a couple places on the way back that just aren't saturated with resellers like we are here. So it'd be nice if on the way back from the trip, we're able to pay for the trip. You know what I mean? So I, I think
0: you will. You think so? I went, I was in Utah a few years ago for a AP reading. I had to read AP exams. Whew, that was terrible. But at the end of the day, I just went sourcing in Utah. Oh my goodness. Like there was all kinds of like hiking stuff and it's, you know, California, they weren't California prices. Yeah. No, this is a few years ago. But there was hiking stuff. There was a bunch of stuff I got to send into FBA. I mean, it was it was really plentiful. Because the population isn't as big as the population here. Right. And like you said, it's a different kind of inventory that's being donated. So wow, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, stories. I know.
1: So I'm excited for that. What about you? What are you looking forward to?
0: <laughs> not as exciting as yours. I, I may be traveling, I'm not sure. But uh so I strategically have been sending in a different type of item to FBA over Q4 that I think is going to do really well in January. Hmm. I know that sounds really vague and I can't share what it is, but I based on research and everything, I think I'm going to do, I'm going to do really well in January. So I'm looking forward to sourcing more of this because people right now don't have this item. Well, some might, but not on, you know, it's just not on people's radar right now. Right. Right. Toys are on people, people's radar, winter codes, whatever, whatever that's on people's yeah. radar. This is on people's radar. The other thing is I want to get organized again. Things got really crazy. My storage unit is like crazy right now. I got inventory throughout my house again. (laughs) Today I made enough room to put a Christmas tree in. That's how bad it has been. I'll
1: let my dog come over to your house
0: once (laughs) you have it set up. Did you share that on on the podcast? Yeah, Uh, I know. I felt bad because today I saw Mike. I'm like getting my Christmas tree. Did you guys set up your Christmas tree? Oh, wait. I know what happened. My wife just kind of looked at you like... I know. (laughs) Do you want to share for the listeners that are new that don't know what happened? What happened real quick?
1: Yeah, so um, for two years in a row, last year we actually decided not to do a Christmas tree because of it. Uh, But for the second time that we've had a Christmas tree since having my dog, my dog has knocked over our Christmas tree and broke it. So the first time it was a real Christmas tree, she pulled it down and broke many of my wife's spode, like collectible one a year like they don't produce multiple of them it's just i mean they produce multiple but it's like that year they run like one yeah Yeah. and so we've been trying to get those slowly over time replaced and then this year we bought because we're in the fifth wheel we bought a small artificial tree that kind of fit in a little area and she ran over knocked it over and broke it so we've decided christmas trees are just not our thing so until
0: so bad that I brought that up today,
1: but uh, but there's other things we could do. Our house is still, our, 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 you know, it's still festive and you know, it is what it is. It's it more is festive it
0: than mine. It, it, Christmas doesn't exist, but hopefully, by the time this podcast drops, I'll be all decked off for Christmas. I like so, it. anyways, hey, appreciate all of you. Thanks for joining us. Hope you all have an incredible, incredible holiday season. Yeah, and uh, we look forward to the new year and new goals, and it's gonna be awesome. So, Thanks for being there. And with all that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant, and be reselling. Peace. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, my goodness.